0: Mm-hmm. 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 water cooler welcome mm-hmm. to the
1: water cooler where we cover everything you need to know to not sound
0: like an asshole at work you got me hyped up let's go fucking get it dude football you don't have any of that cocaine do you it's a hell of a drug What's that movie Wolf of Wall Street, great flick. Great flick. Now you want to talk about a not-so-great flick? We're talking Amazon Prime's Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers going to Chicago, where the Bears pulled it off 16-13 to 13 at home. They moved to 3-7. The Panthers are 1-8, and, and the Bears are just happy all the way around because they got both of those picks, so they're looking pretty in that that nfl draft setup
1: yeah bears got to be feeling great about that they beat the panthers which keeps them in the number one spot which keeps the bears with the number one pick it's got to feel great just two shit teams poverty franchises battling it out on uh, thursday night football you know lucky for al michaels and kirk herb the crew they had jason kelsey in attendance they got him in the booth made things a little exciting for them because other than that i think al michaels would have been going through it today just sounding all monotone and like he wanted to be anywhere but there
0: yeah the panthers took a punt back to the house for the first score of the game one of the most exciting plays in football that and a kick return and he's just like Oh, he breaks through. He breaks a tackle and it looks like he's going to go all the way. It's just like, come on, buddy. Like fucking Amazon's paying you like a fat chunk for this. But hey, you get to that point in your career. I don't blame the guy. He's just out there cashing checks. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was a pretty interesting game. I fucking almost nailed it calling the overtime. Panthers had a, what was it, 59 yards field goal at the end of the game that would have tied it up. And probably sent it to overtime. It was about fifty yards short, but that's okay. Uh, we almost got there. Even had a little money on it, but that's all right. It was one of those games where, like we talked about, you uh, didn't like watching it, but you watched it anyways. And then at the end, you kind of perk up. A little bit like, oh, we might get a little Thursday night overtime. Too good to be true, but still a decent game in the end. kept us kept us interested till the end. Yeah,
1: decent is a very generous way to put it. It was it was uh, entertaining enough. You knew what it was going into it, so the expectations were so low. Uh, the fact that it stayed close kept made it a, a decent game. Um, but yeah, it's pretty unfortunate that Bryce Young continues to struggle. He struggled very badly early, missed a lot of receivers, had some open looks sailing passes we're joking in our fantasy group chat that you know he's overcompensating for something because he's a little short guy and he's trying to overthrow everything um but yeah he had a good drive late i you know i put a lot of stock into that last drive i said you know they got the ball where were they at like the nine yard line something like that Mm -hmm. and i said you know how i view bryce young going forward is this drive is going to carry a lot of weight for that and he he did fine. He kept them in it. He moved them down the field. Uh, But ultimately, ultimately he's just doesn't have enough playmakers around. Doesn't really have um, that line is God awful. They couldn't run the ball all day. Um, He's under pressure a lot, but late he really got let down by the coaching too. And just the decisions, you know, Um, they they're facing a first and 10 at the 41 or 42 yard line. I believe. They they go incomplete pass, second and 10. You know, you think, okay, let's pick up some yards here, get a little closer, make the field goal easier. If we don't get third down, what do they do? They throw a deep ball. Incomplete. So now it's third and 10. There's a minute 42 left. Panthers have all three timeouts, so it's not the end of the world. You know, if you don't get this and then you go for it on fourth, you don't get it. You can still stop and get the ball back. What do they do? They call a timeout. Um, so that ruins that plan. So they come out third and 10. Everyone in the whole fucking stadium watching all over America knows that they're just trying to pick up a few yards. They throw a short pass, almost getting it gets intercepted, and it's fourth and 10. And they kick a 59 yard field goal that goes about 49 yards. So I don't know, just incompetence over there. And, um, I still, you know, I'm not ready to write off Bryce Young because of the the circumstances around him but he's got to do a little more for me to really believe in him
0: yeah i'm i'm pretty confidently saying that he's never gonna be he will never live up to that first overall pick especially with what cj stroud is doing who's picked right after him uh i think that he very well could have like a nice career as like a Derek carr kind of guy but when you're the first overall pick that's not like nobody wants that And I think a huge part of it is just that he was drafted to the Carolina Panthers. Like they're just not, it's hard to even imagine that they were a Super Bowl team like in our lifetimes, even like they were good with cam. And even, even before that they had some fun years. They look just like a franchise that is in complete disarray. There's no direction. Like what the fuck are they doing over there? Exactly. Um,
1: also my, our, uh, our resident Panthers fan, Britt, asked to be quoted on this episode. We'll get her on the pod at some point. But she said, and I quote, he's too short and he's too scared. So, you know, hard hard to argue with that.
0: Yeah, that's not what you want in your first overall pick. Yeah, can we just talk about really quick, like, hey, the guy's 5'10". You know, it's not that short. He's a, he's a very handsome, above average man. Uh, short guys have a lot of great things going on for him, too. You know, most of them, very funny, handsome in other ways, and really good in bed with things besides their small penises. That's oh, just yeah. what I hear. That's what I hear. That's what people are saying. Why does it feel like you're compensating for something now? Also, hi, Britt. I didn't know you were a Panthers fan. Uh, Wow, that fucking sucks for her, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, rough.
0: Anyways, I think that's pretty much it from this game. Uh, Bears and Panthers on Thursday Night Football.
1: What yeah. are you going to do? What more can you ask for?
0: I will give a shout out to Amazon. They got that Black Friday game coming up and their ad for it was dope as fuck.
1: Yeah, it was. It was great. Uh,
0: Dolphins Jets, which probably won't be that good of a game. Might be decent, but the ad just like, it had me pumped up. I was like, oh well, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Can't wait for yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Also another shout out to Amazon, um, you know, verbal meme tonight. tonight's game was the shot. You know, you take a shot. Next Thursday is the chaser. You got you got fucking bangles and ravens on Thursday night. Sign me up for that. Okay, I,
0: I didn't know that. Ooh, I'm giddy thinking about it. Let's go. No, wait. Okay, let's move on. We are heading back to the fucking motherland. We're going to Germany early morning, 6:33 a.m. start time on the Pacific Best Coast, West Coast. We got the Indianapolis Colts technically the road team in Germany against the new England Patriots. The Colts are two point favorites. The over under is 42 and a half. And this game is going to suck ass.
1: Yeah, this game is going to be terrible. Um, unlike last week, don't set an alarm. Just wake up when you wake up and and check the score. Okay. If you, if you want to bet on it, put a little bet in, wake up and see how it looks. Don't worry about watching it. This game is going to suck. I think I like the Colts here. Um, I don't feel very confident at all in saying that, but the Patriots are just so bad. They're, they're so bad. I, I can't see a way that they they pull a game out here.
0: I think the only way they pull it out is, like, there might be some, some parallels between Bill Belichick and Adolf Hitler, like the way that they operate. That's the only thing I could get, but the Colts are a much better team. They're going to win the game unless... Belichick has like some crazy shit up his sleeve and has his team just completely turned around after fucking nine weeks or whatever it's been. But yeah. they look terrible. Yeah, they really do. Um, I don't know how they get to 42 and a half points in this game because the Patriots yeah.
1: score. I can't see I can't see that either. I think um, you know, something to consider here is a little parlay with the, the Colts minus two and the under. I kind of like that. Yeah, a
0: little same game parlay to start the day.
1: Exactly. Um, Hit that. Building off your your you know, Belichick Hitler connection here. There's rumors that if the Patriots lose this game and fall to two and eight, they might be looking at moving on from him. Do you think he just stays out there in Germany? Is that a real rumor? Apparently, there's talks about it. I I'm confused by it because in my mind, he's such a legend. There's no way you move on from a midseason, but. I also could see the flip side of it where if it's something where it's gotten to a point where they're like planning to move on after the season, that Belichick could just be like, well, if we're going to do it, let's just do it. You know?
0: Yeah. I just think that Robert Kraft definitely has too much respect for him to do that. um, Unless he asked for it, like you're saying, but at the same time you got two guys that are that successful in life. Like, you know, they got some big egos and Kraft loved Brady like his own fucking child. So maybe he's still bitter. Maybe yeah. they're, they're, they're like splitting up the kids and the divorce and he hasn't forgiven him for getting rid of the the golden boy.
1: Exactly. And, and, you know, that was part of the Brady
0: Belichick breakup
1: was a little bit of, you know, big egos there where Belichick kind of seemed like they each kind of wanted to prove that they could do it on their own. And um Brady definitely backed that up and Bill has not,
0: yeah, 100%. That's going to be a great fucking 30 for thirty one day. Oh, I can't wait. Why well, should we get some real football? Yeah, please. This is a fantastic game in the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns are going to Baltimore where the Ravens have just absolutely been fucking smacking everyone who comes to town. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. The over under is 38, which is extremely low, but you got two defenses that can absolutely just get after it here.
1: Yeah, this is one where – so Ravens were favored by six and a half or six last week, I believe, with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They were, they had a similar line against the Lions. They covered both super easily, played super well. Um, but the difference here for me is that this is a division game. The Browns play them t- – or they should play them tough. They should have – they have – Watson's playing, correct? You should. They played last uh, week, right? Yeah. You never know with him, though. It depends. if he finds a masseuse in baltimore or not but it's a big um, but uh yeah i i feel like i feel like the browns keep this game a little closer um i don't think the ravens run away with it but that six and a half is a dangerous line because you know ravens win this 20 to 13 or 23 to 16 and they cover so i i kind of lean ravens here just because i trust them more
0: um but the line's a little high for my liking. I, I probably wouldn't, um, wouldn't bet on this one. See, I felt like that in those two games you mentioned against the Seahawks and the Lions, and I was embarrassed. I was completely proven wrong. This Ravens team has been on a fucking roll, yeah. and I think they keep rolling, which means that they'll probably lose this game, actually, because I'm not very smart. But they just look <laughs> so good, man, and their defense is just getting after it. And, and you mentioned it. We were talking about it earlier with, like, the MVP odds. Jalen Hurts... Patrick Mahomes are kind of front runners, but Lamar is right there with them. The problem is he's not having to do anything. He's playing yeah. great football, but he's not having to play late in the games. Like Huntley was throwing touchdowns to OBJ last week because Lamar's sitting on the sidelines chilling. Yeah. They Make, a wish ass. Out. Make a wish-ass touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they're just going to keep dominating. I mean, they, they have been firing on all cylinders. Harbaugh's a great coach. They just have a great program there. And it is a divisional game. And you know what they say, throw out the record books when it's the AFC North and these two teams meet up or any of these teams meet up. I don't think it matters anymore. Deshaun Watson's not good enough. The offense isn't good enough. Miles Garrett can only do so much and they'll keep it close for a little bit and it'll be respectable in the end, but the Ravens are winning by at least a touchdown.
1: Yeah. And uh, our, our lovely listeners, here's, here's something you can learn. Sometimes, you find a team that you really are on. like You just get it. You understand them. Our, my friend Kirby here has been quite off with the Ravens, um, and I've been quite on with them. I, I was on them with the Lions. I was on them with the Seahawks, and this week I'm feeling a little sketchy. Kirby was on the opposite side in both those games, and this week he's on the opposite, opposite side of me. So maybe maybe we should just squad bet the Browns here. Oh you want to make a beer bet? I'll take the Ravens.
0: I'll
1: take the I'll take the Browns plus the points.
0: Yeah? Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. Shake hands. Mm-hmm. That's just a nice guy let me get back into the race cuz it's 6 <laughs> 3 right now. Next up we got the San Francisco 49ers coming off a three-game slide and then a bye heading to Jacksonville where the Jaguars are on a tear this the 49ers are 3 point favorites on the road the over under is 45 points and this is a huge game we got to find out if this 49ers team is actually just bad now if Brock Purdy turned back into a little pumpkin boy and are the Jaguars legit like can they hang with the big dogs or are they just going to beat up the AFC South make the playoffs and then quietly exit out
1: this is a super super intriguing game because it's hard to imagine the Niners losing a fourth game in a row. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like the Jaguars are every bit good enough to beat them. So I'm very excited about this game. This is this, you know, this might be it. This might be the trust your nuts game here. Cause yeah, I, I agree. If you it's really easy to talk yourself into the Niners here if you are a Niners fan, but if you're viewing this, I'm, I'd consider myself a Niners hater, but I, and I also like the Jags like I've talked about with Dougie P and stuff, but I feel like I'm in a spot where I'm viewing this pretty neutral and I could three points feels like a perfect line. And you could have told me the Jags were favored by three and I'd be like, yeah, that's still a good line. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this game's going to be right. Like, it's going to be decided by a field goal one way or another.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's perfect trust your nuts game because like, like you said, can the Niners really lose four in a row? Like they started off as the hottest team on earth and it looked like they were going to you know, run away with the NFC West Eagles Niners matchup was destiny in the NFC championship game. Then they go on this slide where they just, they've had a couple injuries, but it's like, God damn, you still have all world talent all over the field. You have Kyle Shanahan calling plays you should be able to win these games. And my brain is telling me the Niners are going to get back on track. They're the San Francisco 49ers. The Jags aren't that good. They've, they've beat some bad teams. They've had a couple of lucky wins. I'm, I'm feeling that tingle, man. I just feel it deep inside my nuts. Like This Jags team is legit. They're going to be at home. They're going to be pumped up, as pumped up as you can be to be in Jacksonville, Florida, and they're going to get a win. Fuck the plus three. They're winning money line 140.
1: like that. I like that a lot. I I think I'm riding Jags too. I, I just don't know. I don't trust Brock Purdy. I just don't. And and, you know, I'm, I worry about him to be honest, that the concussion stuff, like he, he looked rattled off that second game, probably because he wasn't quite recovered and then he hit his fucking head again. And it's like, I don't know that shit, that shit's sketchy.
0: I, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 I think I'm leaning Jags too though. We might be seeing Sam Darnold at one point this year. I think we are. Yeah. 49ers back up quarterback. Next up, we got the Houston Texans coming off that huge win against the Bucks. CJ Stroud is riding high going into Cincinnati, where the Bengals have been on a tear as well. And they are six and a half point favorites with an over under of 46 and a half. It's a lot of points. It's a big spread, but these these Bengal kitties can get after it for sure.
1: Love the Bengals here to cover that six and a half. I think this is a classic spot where the Texans been overperforming and they are coming off a huge win. Motions are going to be high. But like we talked about last week, the Bengals look like one of the best teams in the league right now. And the Texans aren't that yet. So I think they're getting a little value here with them, um, with the Texans coming off of a big win. And the Bengals – A dominant win but ultimately they left the they let the left the door open for the bills bills kind of hung around finishes as a six-point win so it makes you think oh like oh they didn't do too much there they didn't go too crazy only scored 24 points but nah i i I really like the Bengals here i think they're going to come out
0: strong yeah i think if the texans can even keep it like respectable it'll be like hey we lost by 10 but like We were in it towards the end. You know, like if we could have got that last score, it's a three-point game, even though it wouldn't have really mattered. Um, I do like the over, though. I think that they can get after. I know the Bengals have a good defense, but I think there's points to be had here. Depending, of course, there's a chance that Jamar Chase isn't going to play and T. Higgins is out. So if that's the case, I still think the Bengals win, but they just do it a very different way. And they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. They're going to be throwing a lot of tight end dump offs to the running backs, Tyler Boyd, five yard fucking slants. They're not really going to be stretching the field like they can. Um, Cause if you lose Jamar chase and T Higgins, that's just the product of that. So if that's the case, obviously, you know, give me the under on that, but either way, I think Bengals handle business. They're going to win the game. I think they'll cover either way too. Yeah.
1: Big Joe Mixon game coming. I think this might be a good time to bet the under, to be honest, because even if they announce Chase is playing i could see them getting out to a comfy lead and shut him down and mm-hmm. trying to just milk out that clock mm-hmm. um so cuz if if chase ends up being out for, that number's going down by probably 4 points yeah if he if he's playing it's going to stay around there but even if he's playing if they if they're able to get out to a lead he'll he he won't have a huge game because they're not going to want to force it to him.
0: That's a lock of the week right there. Give me the honor there. I fucking love it. Love it. And I'm going to feel so stupid when I bet against C. D. Stroud again, and he's just throwing like touchdown pass after touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. That's, they still the lose thing, by 10, but they've they hit the over. Exactly. I
1: I I could see it get, especially if the Bengals get out to like a real big lead. Um, but that Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou, uh, I don't remember his last name, but he's good. He's a really good coordinator. He's kind of, he's an older guy, but they're talking about him as a head coach um, on this next go around. He's never really been that guy, but man, he's got these guys playing super good. And I think he'll be able to make things real difficult for Stroud.
0: Yeah. I I agree. Usually these rookie quarterbacks, like you get figured out a little bit in the NFL and not, because you're a bad quarterback not because you're not great and you're going to be great but even Peyton Manning set the record for most interceptions in the season as rookie year I'm pretty sure so yeah. that's just the way it goes in the NFL it's a whole different game but you you adapt you you move on and that's what we'll do now because we don't want to talk about the Texans for that long next <laughs> up we got the New Orleans Saints going to the Minnesota Vikings where the Vikings are three-point underdogs Saints are favored here with an over under of 41 And the Vikings are looking to upset another NFC South team. Ruin that division with their backup backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs, the motherfucking legend. Give me the Vikings at
1: home money line right here. I'm going to ride with Josh Dobbs. This is more of a spite bet against Dennis Allen. I like the Saints players. I like what they got going on over there. Dennis Allen fucking sucks. Give me the Vikings here dob's gonna Dobb's gonna come out dot you know josh dobby's a, a good little quarterback you know
0: <laughs> he does which a hey, he's got an actual like disease where his he looks like he does but he does give off some dobby vibes i'll, I'll give you that <laughs> <laughs> why haven't i heard that till now
1: Did you I just make know. that up yeah yeah you gotta come to the water cooler for things like oh this. oh
0: my god Man, I want to give him a sock and set him free. I think that's what the Cardinals did when they shipped him out, man. They said, you they just go live your life, buddy. He's going to make a playoff run. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, gosh, the Saints are a way better team. I, I feel like the Vikings, they only won last week because Arthur Smith is a stupid con. So give me the Saints yeah. here. Um, I think they're going to win the game. Derek carr has been playing better. Taysom Hill's been playing pretty damn well, bro. He's doing everything for this team. And despite did Kamara is looking like a beast again. I would love to see a get going here. The over under is 41 points. I think this could turn into a little bit of a shootout. Like th- yeah. these Vikings, they always seem to, to put up points despite who they're playing. And the Saints, they play the Bears last week, right? And it, yeah. it got up there a little bit. The Bears put up like 24 and they're not a good yeah. team. They only scored 16 tonight against the Panthers. Yeah. So I like the over here a lot. And I hope we just get to see some points and see some of these athletes on both sides of this offense get after it.
1: Yeah, I do. I do like that over there too. And I, you know, I was speaking out my ass there. I think I do like the Saints too. Dobbs is one of those guys where when you have time, it's like Minshew when you have, when you know he's going to be playing, it's a little bit different than when he just gets to spring into action and catch guys off guard. Um, Although on the flip side, he's going to actually know the names of his teammates now, so that'll be be good for him. But like you said, the Saints just got more dudes. Um, You got Lattimore out there who should be able to shut down um, Addison relatively easily, I would say. Um, And then from there, you know, they should be able to handle business. But I like the idea of the over two because it does feel like one of those games where it just it get, it could just get weird and like, mm-hmm. and it's it could be one of those witching hour games where it's like, oh, they just keep scoring back and forth now all of a sudden.
0: That's the thing about Dobbs, and honestly, you know, say whatever you want about Derek Carr, but his whole career, and it's mostly to do with the fact that the Raiders were always trailing. Like that motherfucker has more comebacks than than any quarterback play in the league right now, active over the last since he's been in the league. Uh, he's at least up there in the top three. And Josh Dobbs has no fucking quitting him either. Like the guy probably knows that a lot of people don't think he even belongs in the NFL and he doesn't give a shit. So he's going to keep coming at you. So good on them. I I hope it does get weird. I hope there's some just fucking back and forth. And it's, it's like you said, it's that witching hour, just like last week. And we're just sitting there glued to the TV, just pumped up for this guy who's leading this team up and down the field, despite nobody thinking he should be there. And I do want to say, we talked about this a little bit off air. One thing we're going to do next week is we're going to start, letting you guys know in the recap episodes, the big dick Nick of the week. That's the big dick Nick of the week. I'd like to retroactively go back and award it to Josh Dobbs for that win against Arthur Smith's bitch ass. He, he did that for the people.
1: He did. He did. He did it for fantasy football players all over the world. He did it for the water cooler boys. He did it for all of our listeners. He just gave them a big fuck you. Fuck you. And you know, got a big comeback. And bigger comeback. Who... Bigger comeback than than Kim Kardashian,
0: I would say. <laughs> she she definitely got come on her back in that video. A classic, classic. Um, for those who don't know, maybe they're new to the game, maybe they're just not uh up to date with the Eagles lore of old. Can you walk us through who the legend Nick Foles is and why is he called Big Dick Nick?
1: So the legend, Nick Foles, Um, this guy got drafted by the Eagles. He had a decent start to his career with them, played well under Chip Kelly, former Oregon Duck head coach, current UCLA head coach, was with the Eagles, played really well under him. He ultimately falls out of favor, Chip Kelly does. The Foles really isn't the guy. Foles bounces around the league a little bit. Eagles draft Carson Wentz, bring back Foles as a backup. Carson Wentz, who just signed with the Rams um, as a backup, surprisingly, but he uh, is having a season of his lifetime in 2017. Head uh, front runner for MVP has the Eagles looking at the number one seed, but he get he gets injured. Funny enough, at the Rams, yeah. that's a full circle <laughs> moment there. Well, Nick Foles comes in and just leads the way. He, he, you know, went set him up great. They only needed to win, like, one of their last three games to get the one seed. He does that, gets, gets things done, um, and the Eagles are the one seed going into the playoffs. And Nick Foles, you know, comes in. They're underdogs in that first-round game against the Falcons. He plays – decently not great they only win like 15 to 10 everyone's like oh you know they're not winning the next game the vikings come to town they kick the shit out of them Foles throws like four touchdowns they're balling out on them they go to the super bowl and Foles has like one of the greatest super bowl performances of all time catches a touchdown pass in the game out duels tom brady just incredible stuff and the legend of big nick big dick nick is born bdn just said, I don't give a fuck mentality. I'm going to go win this game. Um, and for whatever reason, that shit only works with the Eagles. It literally didn't work anywhere else in his career. <laughs> but he's a Philadelphia fucking legend and won the Eagles that Super Bowl. And yeah, all everyone, you know, Jason Jason Kelsey constantly talking about how big that dick is. So it's just big
0: dick Nick. You got to have a big dick to go in and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Philly special. Do you think Eli's packing? He did it twice. Eli Manning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got that Southern hammer on him, dude. (laughs) You know. All right. Enough of that nasty talk. Let's keep it moving. We got the Green Bay Packers going to Pittsburgh against the Steelers, where – Pinch me if I'm dreaming. I want to bet my life on this game. The Steelers are three-point favorites against a Packers team who hasn't done shit lately. The over-under is 39, which seems just about right because I don't think either of these offenses are scoring more than 15. I love the Steelers here. Minus three, minus five, minus six and a half. What is going on here?
1: I love the Steelers here too. I think think what's going on is – Whoever set this line is kind of a Steelers fan. He didn't want to give them too many points because when Tomlin's a big favorite, they underperform always. So I think them being three-point favorites at home against a team a team that they should beat is just right and just enough to where where Tomlin doesn't let off the gas. If they were six-point favorites, they'd probably lose this game straight up. Like not just not cover; they'll they'd lose. Um, but since it's at three, I think I think they'll handle business. I don't know if Jordan Love will – Jordan Love might not pass for, like, 100 yards. Like, T.J. Watt's going to get after him. That defense is nasty. Packers had a solid game last week against the Rams, but that was against a backup quarterback and just at home, you know. I don't think that had much to do with the offense, like – changing anything I don't think they're heading in the right direction by any means I think it was just a time and place thing catching the Rams at home with no Stafford I think that was what last week was more about I don't I don't think the Packers are any good and yeah I love the Steelers here too
0: it, it just seems crazy to me I mean they are five and three the Packers I don't even know what the record is off the top of my head but they've had so many bad games lately where it's just like embarrassing like it's you don't even want to watch the game they played the Uh, fucking rams with brett ripping last week and i mean they couldn't even do it was a terrible game like they won the game pretty easily but they did not look good doing it there's nothing inspiring about them at least the steelers are are winning games they're competitive in every game and they got a defense that will rip someone's head off and you're going against jordan love at home that motherfucker cannot he is not ready for the steel curtain the terrible towels Mm -hmm. the pittsburgh weather I know he plays in Green Bay, I don't give a shit. They're going to mm-hmm. pack his fucking lunch for him.
1: Yeah. I I think so too. I don't I don't I don't see any way that they um they really get much going. I I could see Aaron Aaron Jones catching like eight passes for 37 yards and that's their whole offense.
0: Yeah, 100%. Hey, I don't know if we covered this last week. I saw this stat that the Steelers are 5 and 3. But if you flipped the the score every time or the outcome every time they have a a one score game, they'd be zero and eight. So they're just winning yeah. a lot of one score games, which we know in the NFL is not very sustainable. It usually doesn't last long. The Vikings did it last year, won a bunch, made the playoffs this year. They started off like shit, looking decent now, but probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, Steelers team. They can do it for a whole year, though. Their defense is good enough. They're they're a fucking gritty squad. Mike Tomlin's that kind of guy. I think they win this one easy. Silly.
1: I think the difference with um, the Steelers and Vikings on that type of stat is the Steelers almost purposely play that type of game. Mm -hmm. They don't have it in them to blow teams out, and so they have to kind of muddy up the game and let the defense do its thing. Whereas the Vikings last year had a really good offense, just the defense sucked too. And that's what made things close all the time. Mm -hmm. Steelers are the opposite. The defense is great. Offense, not so good. So it's always going to be close. But ultimately, the Steelers realistically have to put together one good drive and they can win the game. Like that's kind of their game plan.
0: Their defense is going to put them in position to get like six easy points from field goals off great field position, or they'll just actually go score. And then if the offense can score, like you said, like a touchdown, maybe 10 points, they score 17 points. They're fucking yeah. solid. Yeah, exactly. Next up, we got the Tennessee Titans going to Tampa Bay where the Buccaneers are one-point favorites at home, basically a pick them here. The over-under is 39 points, which is pretty crazy because I think the Bucks scored fucking 37 last week against yeah. the Texans in that shootout. I have no fucking clue what to do with this game. Like, do we, Do either of these teams care? do they, they don't have direction either of them? They're just kind of some of those teams in the middle of the pack that are just kind of floating out there. And there's just no real rhyme or reason to what they're doing these days.
1: Absolutely. I think this is like a, this is a true degenerate game. Um, if you bet on this, like you're just, what you you need the action. Like you're like, I need a reason to watch this game. Um, luckily it's tucked away with the other 10 a.m. game so there's a lot of other action. I think I like the Titans here cuz I think the Bucks are just not very good and ultimately it comes down to coaching in this one and you know Vrabel's a much better coach than Todd Bulls. Um but Levis, I don't know, Levis looked okay. Um didn't look as good last week. He looked good the first week. Baker's been doing his thing but I don't know. I think Vrabel as an underdog has, you know, good numbers usually, but they're on the road. It's just a disgusting game. It's like a the more- silly
0: game. It's just like, well, why? Sometimes yeah. the NFL should just come in and be like, don't even worry about it. Like just yeah. take this one off. There's yeah. no point here. Let's but, just
1: flip uh, the coin.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree though. Vrabel is the better coach. He's a dog like, you tell him he's an underdog, he's gonna take that shit personally, he's gonna have his guys fired up like they seem to really fucking want to play for him. And on your point about Will Levis, like he had that phenomenal game when he made his debut, and then he had to go play the Steelers the next week. And that's a fucking tough task for any quarterback, let alone a rookie making his second start ever. So um, I think he's gonna bounce back. I think he's gonna have a great game. I think he's gonna to be totally fine, and he'll he'll be able to move the ball down the field i don't know if the bucks can do that i think derrick henry has a big game it'll, it'll be whatever i think the titans can do it though. I, I don't think they're going to have any problem beating the bucks here
1: yeah i i, I think the i think the titans get it done here too i and i think i like the under because like you said you know the bucks scored a lot of points last week but titans game plan is definitely going to be to run run the ball it's going to be warm in tampa it's supposed to be like 85 degrees um so it's going to be warm there for sure i see it kind of just being a weird crying it out game um but yeah i don't know we'll see it's it's one of those this is definitely the red zone game that nothing really pops up on it unless there's a big turnover or you know they'll they'll pop in for the touchdown and you'll be like oh i forgot they're playing
0: yeah exactly unless you have someone in fantasy football or said you're a real sicko and you want to bet this one uh fucking get after it let us know how it goes please do next up we got the detroit lions Hindu la against the super chargers where the lions are three point favorites on the road with an over under of 48 and a half some big boy scores here the lions are coming off a bye right with the chargers coming off a nice little win streak to mm-hmm. be at home mm-hmm. underdogs I think I know where you're going with this one.
1: Yeah, I feel like a fucking sicko, but I love the Chargers here. Fucking love the Chargers here. Still hate Brandon Staley, but those boys are playing right now. They look good. Herbert's been playing good. They had a tough uh, tough week last Monday against the uh, Jets, but that's a good defense. Lions got a solid defense, but not, not nothing like the Jets got. And that Chargers defense playing pretty good. I think, I think they're going to be able to be able to put up some points. And I, you know, definitely like them to cover and kind of like them to win.
0: Now, do we have any concern about Herbert's hand, or was last week just a matter of they were up the whole game? It didn't really like they didn't have to throw. Because he didn't, he only threw for like 150 yards or some shit like that. Or less than that, I think. And he's he's been dealing with that hand for a couple weeks now. Is that a problem with this over under of 48 and a half points? Can can they even get that many up on the board?
1: I think if it was a problem, that over under would be around 45, 44 probably. Fair. I think um I, I think he's gonna be okay.
0: So you think Vegas knows more than I do? I would never say that.
1: I never said that. Never said
0: that. <laughs> Man, I have no fucking clue what to do with this game. The only thing, like, I feel like they're two very even teams. Uh, The Lions, I feel like, are on the up and up. A lot of people love them. They're kind of like what maybe people thought the Chargers were going to be last year, and then they couldn't deliver. Because I remember the Chargers had so much hype last year. Oh. All these fucking playmakers on defense. Obviously, you got Justin Herbert, who has the talent to match any quarterback in the league, honestly. And then you got Eckler and fucking Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is hurt now, but tons of talent all the way across the board. I don't know what to do here, though. I think maybe the thing that gets me to the Chargers is Herbert versus Goff. Goff on the road. Coming back to L.A., though, where he's had some success, maybe he he feels good, you know, feels like a little home game for him. I'm pretty torn on this one. I've got two legs in my parlay that I love, and I'm looking for a third. And I thought you were going to sell me on this one. With the Chargers, maybe a plus three if it gets to plus three and a half, maybe. But I just, I don't think I can get there. I'm trying to trust my nuts and I don't feel anything for this game.
1: Yeah. If you, that's the thing about trusting your nuts. If you don't feel it, don't force it. Don't force it. You know, never okay. force it. The, um, cause that's rape. That's, I wasn't going there, but yes, don't do, don't force that either. We are,
0: can we be on the record as anti that?
1: Yeah. We're very much an anti. R word podcast for sure.
0: All of them, all the R words.
1: All of them, every single one. But the the thing that gets me with the Chargers is is just the way they've been like they've actually delivered these last two games. It felt like one of those two, the old Chargers just lose that game or just like lay an egg in it and they didn't. They like dominated. And so I I like them to continue that trend here. Lions coming off a bye. They should be pretty fired up. Uh, but like you said, golf on the road is not the same as he is indoors. This is a little different because it's LA. It's not like it's gonna be a cold game or something like that. But it is, you know, still a road game. And those stats, when you look at his road games, do include like any road game. It's it's not just a cold weather game. So mm. He he's whatever it is, he just isn't as good. Um when he's outside outside of Ford Field there. I don't know. Give me give me the chargers. It's not something I'm not gonna put this in a parlay. I may bet this individually, um, like just as a standalone game, throw throw twenty at it or something, but it's not something I'm like super in on. But you know, I ultimately I like them, especially with the plus money.
0: Yeah. I I think I do wanna stay away from this one as well because the more I think about it, I think that the Lions are a good team, and there's there's going to be points that have to be scored here. Herbert's hand is a little bit of a problem, but also you've got this Chargers offense, who who most people know Keenan Allen's the number one. He's the alpha there for sure. He's a beast. Uh, and then you have Mike Williams, who got hurt. He's out for the year. And then their third string, who had a bump up to the second string receiver, Josh Palmer, he's on the IR. He's missing four games. They've got this rookie who they took in the first round, Quentin Johnson. I thought last week it was going to be a kind of like a breakout day for him. He had like two catches. It's just like Keenan and Gerald Everett a little bit and Eckler, are like they don't, can't find anyone else to throw the ball to. I think that's going to be a problem when you get into a situation where you kind of have to throw the ball. Cause if everybody knows it's going to Keenan, what the fuck else are you going to do? I do think maybe Eckler has a fucking massive game here. Maybe I find a little, a little prop bed in there, but
1: yeah, I think, I think that the thing with that too, is that, Eckler and Allen are so elite that it may be enough against a non non super elite defense, you know, and like last week, they did face an elite defense and Eckler got in the end zone twice, you know, so it's I don't know, I, I, I like him ultimately, but I get what you're saying, because yeah, you don't have in the passing game, like Everett's a good tight end, but he's not a good number two option. And that's what he's going to have to be. So it, it'll, it'll be an interesting game
0: for sure. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. David Montgomery coming back for the lions too. keep an eye on that. Yeah. Now I'm talking to myself in the lions. I don't know what to hear Let's move on. we got the Atlanta Falcons going to Arizona against the Cardinals where the Falcons are two point favorites on the road coming off a loss in Minnesota where they were favored. The over-under is 43. Excuse me, that game was in Atlanta against Minnesota. Over-under is 43 points. The big story here, I mean, the Falcons are fighting for a playoff spot for a division title in some way or another. But the big story is the Cardinals are getting back. You know, Kyler Murray, who was – was he a a number one pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's a fucking elite athlete, and he's proven that he can be a great quarterback in this league. A lot of jokes be made about him. He sure likes to play Call of Duty – but he's put together a fucking pretty impressive start to his career. He's a fucking athlete, was drafted in the first round by the A's, too, or, or one of those yeah. top rounds to play baseball. So the guy is just as athletic as they get. They're also getting James Connor back. Uh, could be a fucking whole different Cardinals team than we've seen the whole first half of the year.
1: Is Connor playing for sure? I know they opened his window, but I don't know if he's actually playing it.
0: They're saying it's he, he's it's not for sure yet but it's like everything that they've said about him like even last week before the game last week they're like yeah he's ready to go like he wants to play so i think he will That,
1: that yeah definitely gonna be an interesting game uh like you said about kyler yeah he's the only only player ever to be drafted in the first round of two sports which is ridiculous he was yeah number one overall pick for the cardinals for football and then he was like I want to say the sixth pick maybe a little later for the a's and baseball but still first round so yeah definitely crazy athlete i do think that they show a little life and a little excitement especially there at home um him coming back and again it's you know f- fuck arthur smith fuck like what he's doing over there but ultimately i think the falcons got too much talent to lose to this team I would go Cardinals first half and then Falcons money line. If you can, you can bet that in the, in your sports book there. I kind of love that because I still think I I'm on that train of like, this is a, the Cardinals are literally like saying, Hey, we don't want to win games, but we do want to see what we have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And here's, here's where I'm at though. Like I fucking think the Cardinals can win this game for sure. I get your whole point about, like, they don't want to. But maybe this is a game where Gannon says, hey, look, if I have all my guys, like, I'll beat anybody. You know, I can get this fucking team humming. I think that if you don't bet the Cardinals here and they come out and Kyler looks like Kyler, which reports are saying that he's, like, fully fucking healthy, good to go. Same with James Conner. You got Hollywood Brown there. If they look legit, this is a chance to get an underdog who's a a very fucking good team almost, you know, not a very, not, not even close to a very fucking good team, but you know what I mean? Like a a really good offense at least, and they can put up points. You get an underdog at home plus money against a team. Who's the Falcons. I mean, they're not shit. Like they're the Falcons. They got good talent, high draft picks across the board, but they don't do shit with it. And Arthur Smith is not a good coach. And if they go and win this game, especially if they win it by, you know, a touchdown, 10 points, then you're not going to get that opportunity again. So would you rather be a week too early, look like a fool, or do you want to wait and then miss out?
1: Yeah, I think uh, think I'm going to just do it. I'll do it. I, and I'll do the opposite. I think, I don't know. I just, the Falcons are so easy to root against. So I, I like where your head's at, because even if you lose that game, you still got the opportunity to root against Arthur Smith, and that's fun. It's worth it. Yeah, it, it is. While, while we're on the topic of Arthur Smith and how much we fucking hate him, can I drop a little – I've been doing a little deep diving. Can I drop a conspiracy theory on you? Oh, please do. <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast, you listen to any any NFL media – you know how frustrating Arthur, Arthur Smith is, especially if you're a fantasy football player. Doesn't seem to get his guys the ball, his studs the ball. He just... And he's an asshole about it when they ask him about it in the media. He literally had a quote saying, Bajon Robinson does a lot off the ball. What the fuck is he an off-the-ball shooter? Is this the NBA? You Put the fucking ball in his hand, bro. All that being said, Arthur Smith we've made the joke before he coaches like he doesn't care about job security. And he probably fucking doesn't because you know why his dad founded FedEx billionaire, big money. Arthur Smith comes from money. He's not worried about a damn thing with when it comes to job security. A story came out, his dad back in the day when he was first founding FedEx, he had the company rolling, you know, things getting started. Well, a fuel bill was coming up. He needed to get a loan. Didn't have the money to pay off that fuel bill. The loan's getting denied. He doesn't know what to do. Is the company going to go under? What's he do? He takes their last $5,000 of cash, takes it to Vegas, and plays some blackjack. That motherfucker wins the money, pays off that fuel bill. The rest is history. They're now a billion-dollar company. Okay? Okay. Big baller move, right? Big baller move. I'm sure that story's exaggerated a little bit. I'm sure it wasn't that smooth. I'm sure there's something else extra. But hey, that's the story. Big baller move. He's clearly degenerate, right? Sick. Of if you're that. if you're willing to do that, you're living on the edge constantly. You love that thrill. You love betting. You love the thrill. You're here for it. So my conspiracy theory. FedEx ultimately became a big donor now that they're a big company they're a big donor to the NFL they literally have naming rights for a stadium they they FedEx Field is the Washington Commander Stadium okay I think Roger Goodell has agreed to kick back some money to uh to Arthur Smith's dad and and said we can cycle this through for you. he's in on this. Arthur Smith is a plant. He's been placed in Atlanta. Arthur Smith's dad bets on Johnu Smith overs. That's why they throw him the fucking ball all the time instead of Kyle Pitts. He bets the Kyle Pitts unders because everyone knows how good he is, how good of a a player he is. Doesn't seem to get the ball. He bets the Bijan Robinson unders because he never gets the fucking balls. He bets the Algiers overs because he's always getting the rock for whatever fucking reason. And that's his way of getting some money back. And Arthur Smith is in on this. The, the the classic thing you see on Twitter, you see online, oh, Arthur Smith must be betting on these games. He must be betting on this and that. Hell no, that's too easy to track. It's his dad. Yeah. Yeah. His dad is in on it. His dad's cashing these checks, making this money, and Goodell's in on it too. That's the conspiracy. What do you think?
0: I think it's 100% true. I don't think there's any other way around it. It's all tied together. Yeah. They got FedEx Field. They got, it's insane. They keep taking these high draft picks. His dad is just sitting back on the draft day, just fucking laughing. Like, yeah, take this guy here. People are going to love that shit. They're going to yeah. bet all his like, fucking season props. The number's going to go through the roof. He comes yeah. in, and swoops the under.
1: Mm-hmm, that's
0: mm-hmm. probably how fedex is still in business to this day because ups let's be honest is kicking their ass oh yeah amazon yeah. and what is what we don't need fedex yeah
1: fedex overrated right. yeah how the fuck they got funding for a stadium still i'll tell you how
0: betting bajon Ro- robinson unders this is crazy this is the only problem is i don't know if we can post this because if the nfl sniffs this out they might take us out i hope they do We'll we'll do some numbers before we get shut down Fuck yeah, doing numbies. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love that conspiracy theory. Let's get a let's get a monthly conspiracy theory going on in here. You got one? Send it to us watercooler at gmail.com. We'll make that yeah, email address we'll that eventually. Right now. <laughs> all right. Hey, love that. Next up, we got just a fucking comical, just make-believe line right here. The New York Giants, Daniel Jones, torn ACL, done for the year. We got. Tommy motherfucking DeVito straight out of Brooklyn or fucking wherever he's from going to Dallas to the fucking Lone Star State against the Cowboys where the Dallas Cowboys are 17-point favorites at home. 17. That's two digits, one, seven, with an over-under of 38.5 points, which means the Cowboys are going to win, like, what, 25 to fucking... that doesn't add up but this is going to be gross
1: that implies the Giants scoring a touchdown i i don't know if there's a number high enough here i i might i would buy some points i'd go cowboys minus 23 and a half i i don't see any way the giants score like more than seven points like maybe they get a garbage time touchdown i think the cowboys score well into the 30s which makes me like the over too. But I could also see a 31-0 Cowboys game. So I I'm a I'm a I probably will ultimately bet them as a standalone minus 23 and a half just for shits and giggles.
0: I this is a crazy line. I, I this is the highest of the year for sure, right? We haven't seen oh, one yet, yeah. I don't think. And I mean, to your point, like how will the Giants score a touchdown? Tommy DeVito had a game where he threw for negative passing yards. Saquon Barkley has been gaining like 30 carries a game. But this Cowboys defense is fucking legit. Like, they're a very good defense. They're going to ruin this man. Do you remember that game? Was it last year where Zach Wilson came off the field and went to the sideline and said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. This man is going to be – I he's going to be seeing the whole fucking – Original premiere of Ghostbusters fucking in front of his eyes. Like this is gonna be a tough fucking day for him. I hope they have a couple extra quarterbacks on the roster because I don't think he's making it through the whole game. They're gonna get after him.
1: Yeah, I don't know what their plan is if if he were to uh, go down. Um, I don't know why they didn't sign Carson Wins. If we're being honest, um, but
0: yeah, I, I think they signed know. Matt Barkley. Oh my god. Which to me, though, it's like he's got any better than Tommy
1: DeVito. There's no doubt that he's better, I would say, but also at this stage in his career, feels like he was at USC when we were like starting
0: college. Yeah. Uh, the only thing but, that sucks about this game, and I want to, I'm going to bet this, I am going to put this in my parlay. I'm going to do a four-legger. It's going to be crazy. I love that. The Cowboys are going to dominate from the start. They're probably going to have like a defensive touchdown. They've done this two times already where the the defense scored early. They got up by like 20 by the second quarter and they're just going to shut down the entire offense. So like, if you play fantasy football, if you just want to watch a game, it's like, you're going to see just some fucking randos out there. Rico Dowdle is going to get 15 carries in the second half. And that's just a bummer. It's like, you want to see CD lamb. He's on a fucking tear right now. even Dax on a tear, you want to see these guys, playing that's why we tune in for for the athletes it's not for the fucking you know logo or the owner in the box or whatever the coach on the sidelines for the fucking superstars that go out and and put on performance so that's gonna be the only kind of bummer in this game if it does get out of hand early which we both think it will and obviously vegas does too it's gonna be just such a fucking snoozer the whole second half
1: yeah i agree i uh went ahead and went on the alternate game lines Cowboys minus 23 and a half is a plus 190.
0: I fucking love that. Talk us through how you get to that number though. Why why don't you want minus 20 and a half, three touchdowns? Uh,
1: uh because that just doesn't pay as much and I think the Cowboys win by 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. I honestly 24 is me playing a little safe. I think I like the 24 because I, I could see the Giants getting a very sad field goal at some point. I could see something like that. I don't think they're scoring. Maybe. I don't even think they're getting in the end zone, if we're being honest.
0: The only um, thing that's going to fucking piss you off is if it's, you know, fucking 29, 30 to zero, and there's nobody playing for the Cowboys, and they're just running it three times, punting, and Saquon's in until the fucking end of the game, and he breaks off like a 30-yard touchdown. You're like, come on. Get yeah. this guy out of this fucking game. But,
1: yeah, that'll be tough. But you know what they'll do is they'll go for two. And, the Cowboys <laughs> yeah. and it'll be 30-6. to six And i will cash that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that. Let's go. All right. What a fucking line. That's crazy. Love that. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, where the Seahawks are six-and-a-half-point favorites, which is a lot of points for the Seahawks coming off a – Fucking massive blowout loss to the Ravens. The over under is 44 and a half. And I gotta be honest, this is like sneakily one of my favorite games of the whole day. This, I feel like, is gonna be a really fun, high scoring game. Sam Howe, Geno Smith, and all those receivers they got in Seattle, all the weapons they got in Washington, I think they're gonna get after it. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a chaotic
1: ass game. You bet overtime on the Thursday night game. I kind of like betting overtime on this one. Really? And you get a little, little. I bet you get a little more juice uh, for the squeeze there because the spread's a little bigger. I, I, I like. I think this is going to be a weird back and forth game. Gino has not looked great. Um, commanders traded off, you know, some defensive line guys, but they had a solid game last week. I think they're going to be okay.
0: I don't know. I. I like the. I think I like the Commanders to cover here. I think the six and a half is way too many points from what we just saw from the Seahawks, Seahawks. And, you know, we've been saying it all year. We're like, they're winning games, but they're doing it kind of ugly. And you almost expected something like what happened last week to come up eventually. It was like, are they good? Are they good? Are they good? And just when you're like, Oh yeah, they actually are good. It's like, Oh no, they're not. They're the fucking yeah. Seahawks. <laughs> so it's, like, it's Gino Smith and the commanders are kind of the same where they're like, Oh, are they good? like no they're not good oh maybe they are they just do it a little differently where they lose more than they win but they put up points and they are pretty fucking competitive and they stick in games and sam Howell hasn't backed down yet he'll fucking throw that ball anywhere on the field should be fun i love this game
1: i agree i love this game too i think um we're looking at rain we're looking at rain in the forecast it says 52 degrees but not so some of these say slight chances, showers, chance of showers, isolated rain showers. This one literally says definite rain. So <laughs> maybe that affects the over-under a little bit there. Um, but it's not super windy. A lot. So um shout out Chris Long's podcast again. I, I know I mentioned that sometimes on here, but he always talks about how the real things to look for on over-unders is wind. Wind is what fucks with it. Rain, rain a little bit too. But it's not so much like snow and rain are not as big of an impact as that as the wind. And so, if it's not too windy there, then I think there's going to be some points still.
0: Okay, fuck yeah. The the Seahawks stadium, uh, is it like a partial enclosure over the top? In
1: a way, but not much of the actual field's covered. It like yeah,
0: yeah. It comes. It yeah. It's not stopping rain. No, no, no. I know. Thor's going to fucking text us tomorrow. You guys are idiots. You know, shut up, dude. No one cares about the Seahawks. Yeah,
1: exactly. We'll we'll change the song outro song if you want to talk shit, dude.
0: <laughs> Next up, we got a fucking great game for Sunday Night Football. Just because it's going to be competitive. Just like this 16-13 Thursday Night Football game. Hey, you didn't like it going in. You didn't want to watch it. You felt gross. You had to take a shower after. But you know you had fucking fun and your dick moved a little when you're watching it. We got the New York Jets. They're going to Las Vegas against the Raiders coming off the biggest win of the year. The Jets, God fucking help me, are one-point favorites. This is a blasphemous line with an over-under of 37 points, which might be a little bit too high there. But Aiden (laughs) O'Connell is going to have the boys ready to go at home. Antonio Pierce has them fired up. We got the grit and the soul back in Raider Nation. There's absolutely no fucking chance that Zach Wilson's bitch ass is coming into las vegas and getting a win against this las vegas raiders team i don't give a shit you can put that in the books you better bet that bet it up to minus five and a half i don't care the raiders are winning this game it's not even gonna be that close
1: i don't have anything to say that that was passionate i feel like antonio pierce would be proud of your speech right there Clip. someone clip that and send it to my guy yeah, I will. I I don't think um. I if I had thoughts on this game before, I don't know. Let's let's go Raiders.
0: Let's go Raiders.
1: Yeah, I love that. And that's so, it. Like you said though, the over under that's too high. I don't think either of these teams are going to score much.
0: I said five and a half. I meant two and a half. Obviously, minus two. still field goal game. Yeah. yeah once I started to take it, I was like, well, I don't know, if the Raiders are going to score any touchdowns, but. They're going to kick some field goals. They'll get one. Devontae Adams scoring. He's due as fuck. But they got yeah. Sauce Gardner on him, probably, too. They so. do.
1: Quentin Williams going to get a sack or two. Um, Max Crosby, sack or two. This might be a bet, bet some defensive props game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the Raiders defense has showed up. They've been playing really well. The Jets defense, we all know, is, is elite. Um, mm-hmm. But like, To me, the difference in this game, the Raiders have turned a little bit of a leaf. I know they beat the Giants. Everyone's fucking bagging on them for lighting cigars after beating Tommy DeVito. The fucking Giants name sounds like he's straight out of the motherfucking Rugrats or something. I don't give a shit. This is definitely a new team. Like, you can tell that there's just a fucking sense of relief. There's a weight lifted off the shoulders. The like There's superstars on both sides of both both these teams. But the Raiders have it, like, across the board where they had... Decent expectations for this year. Not like they're going to win the Super Bowl. So did the Jets, but that was contingent on Aaron Rodgers. He's not there anymore. Zach Wilson has proven time and time again where he's shown small little glimpses of talent. He can get things done here and there. He's just not going and winning games, especially on the road, especially against a team who's playing great defense and is just just super fucking fired up right now. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I don't. I don't really see any way that they bounce back from that sad sad performance um against the Chargers Monday night and show any sort of life here either. It's not like the the Raiders are not much of a step down defensively and I don't I don't think they're going to be able to get much going. So
0: yeah, I, you convinced me, man. All right. We'll cover that Monday night game. Broncos at bills uh on the next one if we get to it we'll see we'll plan to record Sunday night but before we do anything else before we sign off and say goodbye we got to put together some winners you got anything ready to go I give
1: give the people yours first
0: okay I now hey maybe it's the uh maybe it's a superfly vodka in my cup right now. <laughs> I had two. I told you I felt great about. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three. They're at home against the Green Bay Packers team that is just they're, just, they're just nothing right now. They're just so irrelevant in the grand scheme of the NFL right now. Give me the Raiders money line. I know I said bet them up. Give me the money line. I don't want to have to do the work to go find the alternate line. They're going to win the game. They're at home. They're fired up. They're doing it for AP. He's Raider Nation through and through. I needed one more. So I added two more. <laughs> I talked myself into it. The Arizona Cardinals are going to win the fucking game. They're plus money. Got Kyler Murray coming back. Heisman trophy winner. I think he won one. I can't remember for sure. First overall draft pick. He's a fucking dog. He's an athlete. This Falcons team, it's not, it's, it's, this is not even a personal thing, thing against Arthur Smith. They just let you down. And t- Taylor Heineke is not the guy. Uh, Desmond Ritter wasn't the guy either. They just don't have a good quarterback at all. I don't think that they're going to get it done. And Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback, despite what anyone will make a joke about him. It's all warranted. But at the end of the day, he's a legit NFL quarterback. The Falcons don't have that. And then give me the Cowboys minus 17. I mean, I just don't see how the Giants score enough points to cover. Like, the Cowboys defense might score twice in this game and then that offense is good enough to go get three points I think. If anything it's a 17 to 0 push all together all four get four of those games. It's plus 1,319. I'm going to put 20 on it and it's going to pay 283. And I'm going to be so happy. I
1: love that. Love that for you, love that for the pod. Um I just yeah, I love that. Love those. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to play it a little safer. We do have a little overlap here. I'm taking the Cowboys minus that 17. I told you I'm going to bet them individually probably up to the minus 23.5. I just like doing that. Let I me interrupt.
0: When yeah. an Eagles fan says take the Cowboys with the spread, with the points, take them.
1: Yeah, exactly. It takes a, takes a lot for me to say that, but fuck the Giants too, so – yeah, good, good point. But give me the Bengals minus six and a half. Like we talked about, I think that's a good spot where they're kind of pushing, they're selling a little high on the Texans. They're giving them a little more than they probably deserve right now. Bengals minus six and a half. They win by a touchdown for sure. And then give me that Steelers money line. Feels good against the Packers there. If you want to get a little crazy, you could do them minus the three, but just give me money line for a little safety net here. That's a plus four seventy two. I throw a nice little twenty five dollars at it, and my payout's one forty three. I love that one forty three. I
0: love you. That I love you too. Hey, yeah. can I put ten on yours? You put ten on mine because I like yours a lot. Yeah, deal. That feels good. Deal. Hey, if it's anything like last week, this is gonna be another great Sunday, man. We we only have you know a limited amount left in the year cherish everyone there's just the fucking best man nfl football they nailed it they know exactly what they're doing scott hansen shout out man nfl red zone's the fucking best
1: oh he's he's the greatest he's one of the greatest humans on the earth i had my sister record me while we were watching uh we we were getting some food at the spot on your sweatshirt superfly and i had i had red zone up on my on my phone and i'm just like I'm like, say it, Scott, say it, Scott. And he goes, seven hours, commercial-free football. And I just, I think I did, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying that's the second best sound in sports. Right after, welcome back to the water cooler.
1: That's a big motherfucking fact right there.
0: And with that, my friend, I love you. I'll see you soon. Take it easy.
1: I love you too, my friend. Cheers Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great rock to the rhythm no moves to waste at the spot with precision no need for breaks ain't no plot when you're living it's all first take when you do get to choose might as well be great it's that get loose family all around and you kick tunes good smoke good people come through if you play by the same rules we've been known to ride the wave kick back bullshit misbehave started tripping on myself so i had to get saved stay in your lane if the way is paved There we go again. Talking real heavy. Listen up world. I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you want to live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again. Talking real heavy. Listen up world. I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you want to live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.